Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new series of messages, which is titled The Love Movement. This series of messages will root itself in Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. In these messages, Pastor Chuck will communicate to us the different ways love is vital in the life of a believer. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them to Matthew right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Family, if you are, excuse me, getting a little raspy here this morning. Family, if you are in the older camp like me, before we had phones, before we had um, this technology really and getting into emails, there was this ability to communicate that we known as the passing of notes. So whether or not you learned this in elementary school or you learned this when you got into high school or, or junior high school, we learned how to pass notes. And pass notes was our old school way of sending text messages. And we were writing those notes, anything that we were trying to communicate, whether we were joking on somebody, which is, you know, being children, not saying that's the best thing, but, you know, in the culture I grew up in, you had to learn how to what they call snap. You had to learn how to snap back. Somebody came at you. And so you kind of just grew up in that environment. Or if you wanted to communicate something about a test or a quiz or something like that, you pass, hey, did you know that we had a quiz today? Blah, blah, blah. You pass notes. But the main way, if you will, that we would pass notes was through uh, you uh, loving somebody or liking somebody. And me, I, you know, we would always love the fellas, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, we would always love to get the notes from the, from the young ladies at the time. And they would uh, write these notes and they were folded up in a special way. You pulled it out or they had some type of like origami type of style of folding the note. And they were right on there with certain colors on there, draw hearts or whatever. And some would get fancy and spray a little perfume on it. Maybe they wrote it at home or kept perfume in their bag or, or maybe some of them would even put lipstick on and they would, they would press up against it and kiss it. And then they would have either somebody, either they would hand it to you or they would get one of their friends to hand it to you. Or if they didn't see you or maybe wanted to remain anonymous up to a certain point, they would slide it in one of the slits in your locker and they would put it up in there. So when you would open up your locker, the note would fall out. And there was this certain message. There was this main message that was always communicated in that note. It could be something very as simple as, especially in the beginning phases of sending these notes to somebody who say, hey, do you like me? They put a little box so that you could check yes or no, and you can give it back to said person uh, in time, right? And so in like manner, I feel like today, as we're walking through this series, as we're looking at this specifically, the great commandment, I get an impression from the Lord, an unction from the Lord, that the Holy Spirit is passing the note to us, and he's asking us that question, do you love me? So for some of you, I hope the answer is or will be a resounding yes. And if that's you, let's keep growing in Christ together. Let's keep maturing in Christ together. For some of you, the answer may be maybe. There's some notes, you know, that, that would add a maybe to that. And they say maybe because I, I don't know if I can handle the fact if you say a full on no. And so at least I want to know, do I have a chance with you? And so if that's you and your answer is maybe, maybe I love, I want you to keep 
knowing with us. Take time to spend with us over these next series of weeks as we look at the great commandment and we more so look at God's love for us and how we are to rightly respond to that love. And for some of you, the answer may be no. Maybe you're an unbeliever and you've never known that God loved you and you never maybe knew or understand how to love God back. Maybe there have been examples before you that had has created this bitterness or this hostility towards God. And if that's you, would you spend some time with us and let's keep showing when I say us by way of us being a faith community who trust and believe and have accepted Christ as our Lord and savior and in uh, leadership and lordship of the Holy Spirit, would you allow us to create a space for you, a brave space for you to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit that he does love you. He loves you with a love that is undying, it is unconditional, it is steadfast, and it never loses his power. So would you stay with us to keep showing him? Maybe you're a believer and because life has been so challenging for you, you have come to the place where I don't know if I should love God, maybe you've been having doubts and worries and fears that have just consumed you. And maybe you have made your answer to be no. Would you keep with us, stay with us and allow the Holy Spirit to keep showing you as well that he does love you and that he cares about you richly and deeply. And so my prayer, especially for the last two in this camp, is that you will begin to see the Bible not only as his testament, as his story, but you will also see this as his love letter to you and the entire or all of mankind. And so family, this is extremely important for this. And our base passage, as we look at this ill or our anchor passage or our cornerstone text for this series is going to be found in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40 for this series. And I'm going to read that in just a moment. Before our time today, I want us to look specifically, right, Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus speaks there is going to point us back to what Moses spoke back in Deuteronomy, where it began, if you will. And we're going to look at that from Deuteronomy chapter six. And so Jesus pointed back to the starting point for this truth, for this understanding. And we're going to go back to that and use that Deuteronomy six, that is, as the starting point for our series today. And there's one main point of focus for us today, and that's to love God completely. That's the main focus, the big idea, the main takeaway is to love God completely. Here's Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, so if you have your Bible, uh, your tree Bible, or I'm going to be a cool kid today, I'm going to use my electronic Bible. Would you go to Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40, reads this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? Which is the great commandment in the law? Excuse me. Isn't that interesting for a lawyer to be asking a question about the law to Christ himself? Verse 37, and he said to him, Jesus, that is, he says to the lawyer, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Verse 38, listen, extremely important. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Love God 
completely. That's our main idea. That's our big takeaway. That's our main focus, our key focus. And that's the title for this message. Love God completely. You see here with me, if you would indulge me in this moment, I'm going to use my arms and hands to try to display a love triangle. And I want you to see it from the top here as I'm looking up here at the ceiling, at the top, at the very top point of the triangle, it's, I want you to see, love the Lord with your heart, mind, and soul. And then out of that flows the two pillars uh, that connect the triangle here as well, that we are to love ourselves correctly and to love our neighbors compassionately, or we are to love ourselves as Christ has loved us, and we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so as we look at the great commandment, these are the things that we're going to see out of this. We're going to learn how to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, and we're going to learn how to love ourselves correctly as Christ loves us and then we're going to love our neighbors compassionately love God completely love ourselves correctly and love our neighbors compassionately and when we do that it will form the base of our ability to be effective witnesses here in the earth it starts with this great and first commandment as Jesus has stated so here's some quick context for us Time after time during Jesus's earthly ministry, he was always being challenged by members of the religious elite of his day. And in this passage, we see one of those encounters, the Pharisees, and this happens on the heels of Jesus dealing with the Sadducees. Now, I want to point something out to you about the Pharisees and the Sadducees as you hear those names. And some of you may be like, who are they? Who are they? Like, what's going on? They were the religious elite of the day. They were, they were ones who understood the law and things of that nature and studied that. Uh, but the two different camps had a few different differences that made them uh, uh, distinct, which why one was the Pharisees and one was the Sadducees. You see, one camp, right, they really uh, uh, probably leaned into and had a little bit more money. They had a little bit more money, a little bit more prestige in that way. There was some that were a little bit more learned. They really studied law, had a little bit more education. But here's one thing that I want to point out that is a bit more distinctive of the two camps that I want us to kind of connect with. There are some other differences that you can study in your own time, but here's something I want to bring out to you. They, the Sadducees being, they didn't believe in the spirit realm. They didn't believe angels and demonic forces or powers in that way. And just or actually more importantly, they didn't believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees, however, they did believe in the spiritual realm. They believed in angels. They believed in demons. They believed in spiritual forces and wickedness in high places. They believed all and they believed in the resurrection. They just didn't believe that all that was going to come through King Jesus. And so here's what I want you to do. Now, I read Matthew chapter 22. Now I want to take us to where we're going to sit in for the rest of this message, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. And again, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Chapter, I mean, verse 4 of chapter 6 says, Hear, O Israel, underline that phrase. Circle the word here, highlight it, or however you mark to draw emphasis in your Bible or electronically, however you do that, make sure that you put that there because that's important. So I want you to hear it. I want us to personalize this, if you will. Hear, O rebuild. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I command to you today shall be where on your heart. That's important. So again, our main thought, our main takeaway of our big idea is to look at this and to understand how we as his disciples, as his children are to be loving him completely, how we are to love the Lord, our God completely. This is extremely important. This is our big takeaway. Now, here's what I'm going to strive to do today. What I'm going to try my best to do by the spirit of God is going to walk us through how this applies. So we're going to look at those questions that we learned in school. I don't even know what they call it now. I don't know if it's the five W's and the H or whatever it is, but we want to look at the what, the where, the when, the why, the how are we to love God completely. So I want you to track with me. We're going to flow a little bit. You'll probably move a little bit quickly on this in some areas, but I want you to get this and because this is extremely important. I want you to know that this is known as the Shema. This is an extremely important passage for the believing community, for the church of God in Christ Jesus. And this is known as Shema. But remember when I told you to circle the word here, the word here in Hebrew is this word Shema. And so just like you have probably read in the New Testament and you have heard uh, or read where it says, behold, or Jesus will say, truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you, when Moses is saying this, to the children of Israel at this time, he is using this word because this is of extreme importance. I need you to hear this. You know how breaking news will come on the screen and they put that little uh, uh, um, slide on the screen to say, hey, this is breaking news and they have the music going. Listen, I need you to pay attention to this in the like manner. This is what's happening. This is very important. And the Shema is not just solely wisdom, not solely just instruction that Moses was giving. But now because out of that, the Jewish tradition, the Jewish faith, they have taken this and made this a part of their daily practice of their walk. They have taken this and made this a daily prayer that they pray every single day. It's a very important and daily prayer that is still practiced by those of the Jewish faith and the Jewish tradition today. The Shema is a prayer that I would say is a prayer, listen, that matures us in our faith, a prayer that provides us with the right kingdom posture and focus and aids us with the grace to continue to move forward. There's a reason why God's people have been praying these words for a very, and I mean very long time. They have been praying this for millennia. These are simple words to pray, but they have the power and the capacity to reshape the course of a believer's entire life. The Shema, listen, can keep God's love and loyalty in the forefront of our minds and drive us towards obedience, not obedience out of obligation or duty, but out of the love that our heavenly father has richly provided to us. And from this brief overview, I hope you can begin to understand why Jesus is saying and has said in Matthew that this is the great and first commandment. This is where we start, my brothers and sisters. This is the starting point to love our God completely. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge I want to present to you. Will you take the whole of the Shema, which is Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine. And would you take the every morning 
listen, every morning for the rest of the month of February 2022 and pray the Shema. Would you pray Deuteronomy verses chapter six, verses four through nine. Would you start off every day for the remainder of this month, this month of February of 2022 and whatever time period you're watching this, you may come back to this later. Would you take this and read the, I mean, pray this for you, for your family, for our community, for the remainder of this month. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues this message, which is titled, The Love Movement.